Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Tonight is going to be interesting. Uh, I am going to spend the entire show talking about various aspects of coronavirus. I know we're getting hit with it all day on the television, on sets, on the radio, in the media, on the newspapers, uh, but it's important. This is probably, I think, the last time this country has had something as important as this coronavirus was Pearl Harbor. I mean, it's just overwhelming, overwhelming. 9-11 was bad, but it wasn't overwhelming. Pearl Harbor was overwhelming. This is overwhelming. We're going to be traveling tonight to Key West, Italy, New York, China, Washington, D.C., and Rome, Italy. Okay. Today is St. Patrick's Day. So first, I wish you all a happy St. Patrick's Day. Now, how can coronavirus be connected with St. Patrick's Day? Well, big time here in Key West, as far as I'm concerned. You see, we are a tourist community. Uh, normally, 28, 29,000 people live here all year long. But during the season, and we're in the height of the season right now, okay, it'll be maybe 55, 60,000 people here uh, today. And none of these people are worrying about coronavirus. They're down here to vacation. They're down here to party. Uh, we, we, we've got spring breakers. The college kids are all over the place. Uh, which is all right. They come every year, and they're good kids. They're no problem, never been a problem. And we have the adult tourists. If anyone's a problem, it's probably the adults because they get more snuckered and drunk than the the young kids do. Uh, but they have a good time, too. Nobody's out of hand here, but this is a drinking community. You have the beaches, the sun, the bars, and the restaurants. And most of the people utilize the bars more than anything else. We have here in Key West what we call the Duval Crawl, C-R-A-W-L. And St. Patrick's Day is a day when everyone's on the Duval Crawl. What they do is go from one bar to the other, one after another, and have a glass of beer, generally green beer in this town and in most communities. And by the time they're done with the Duval Crawl, they're, they're snuckered already. Uh, but it's only early afternoon. It's not even dinner time yet. Uh, but that's what they're doing today. They're hitting Irish Kevins, big time, Sloppy Joes, and Captain Tony's. These places have been going since 10 this morning, and we'll be going until 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. This is the way it is. Now, we've got a problem. We've got this virus crisis uh, that's scaring most of this country and most of the world. Yet these people are not paying attention. They're coming down here some putting their lives on the line, some going to experience some illness, some going to go home and pass their problem on to their 85-year-old grandmother, are you with me? Or their dad, who's only 50, but he's going through cancer, and and they're going to infect people, other people. It shouldn't be, but they're here. Now, understand, we have not yet had a reported case of COVID coronavirus in Key West, nor in Monroe County, which is all of the Keys going up to Miami. 
but, you know, I say the reason we haven't had a case yet is because none have been identified because we haven't had the testing kits to identify them. We're waiting down here in Key West for five testing kits that the federal government has promised us. Isn't that wonderful? Five testing kits. We've been waiting almost two months for five testing kits, which is nowhere near enough, of course. And we're not the only community being treated this way by the government across the country. Uh, so, you know, this is St. Patrick's Day, but I think maybe it's Corona Fest. You know, we have Fantasy Fest. This is Corona Fest. No question about it. I'm being very serious. You can tell by the tone of my voice right now. This is a dangerous time today and tonight in Key West. I'm glad I'm not out on the street. But I can't remember the last time I was out on the street uh, uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Normally, I'll find a restaurant, an Irish restaurant in town that serves corned beef and cabbage. And at 5 or 6 o'clock, I'll go with a couple of friends. We'll have dinner, and I go home. I've gotten too old for all this boozing it up. But tonight is not a night, and today is not a day to do that because of coronavirus and no one's paying attention. Now, let's move on. I wrote in my blog, as you know, I do a blog every morning. I have 70,000 subscribers worldwide. Uh, My blog runs about 1,300, 1,400 words. It takes me five hours to do. I start at 6 in the morning. I finish between 11 and 12 when I publish it. And I wrote, my blog was titled, and I talk about everything in the blog. Sunday morning, my blog was titled, I am concerned. I am concerned. And what I was concerned about turns out I was correct. So let me share with you quickly what I was concerned about. The House of Representatives, the Democrats, they control the House, passed a bill 8 o'clock or so what time, Friday night, to give all these benefits uh, you know, pay for people who have to stay home because they lost their jobs, their, 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 the businesses had to close down because too many people were there, uh, restaurants, bars, uh, sporting events, uh, the peripheral people that sell the hot dogs, pizzas and all that too, or their kids are home from school because the schools are closing and someone's got to stay home to take care of them, no cash flow. Most of them are mouth-to-mouth uh, with their paychecks. Uh, deplorable situation. So it was generally agreed by Republicans and Democrats something had to be done to take care of these people. Absolutely no question. This is one of the biggest disasters this country's ever faced. And when there is a disaster, it's the responsibility of the government to step in and help. Though Trump has not been too, too concerned about helping with things like hurricanes, which are natural disasters also. Be that as it may, the Democrats passed this bill. They negotiated for two days. Uh, House Speaker Pelosi and uh, Secretary of the Treasury Munchen went at it tooth and nail. Now, Trump was supposed to do the negotiating for the Republican side, but he did not want to sit down with Pelosi. Uh, They don't get along. He can't stand this woman, as he says. Uh, (laughs) I laugh. He's letting a woman take advantage of him. That's the way he portrays it. Uh, In any event, uh, a deal was entered into sometime Friday, late Friday. The Munchen was in constant communication with the president. Uh, Munchen said, this is the deal I've made with Pelosi. The president is behind it. He supports it. About an hour later, the president issued a tweet and said, I'm okay with the deal made. I am okay with the deal made. 
I was concerned. Number one, there were no Republicans. Friday night, Friday, the Republicans all went home because they had the weekend off. The Democrats stayed because this was an emergency situation. Something had to be done. We had to get a bill in place so checks would start going out, would be cut to help the ordinary, everyday people, okay? Not to save corporations. This was the purpose of this bill. And they finally knocked something out that the president said, I'm okay with and uh, But the Republicans, instead of staying and following up the House vote with their vote, they went home. Uh, McConnell didn't say a word. Uh, the Republicans would be back at 5.30 for Monday evening. Uh, one or two Republican senators thought they had some questions about the bill. And I just had this odd feeling. You can never depend on Trump, number one. He said he's for something one day and he's against it the next day. The fact that McConnell wasn't there bothered me because he should have been there because his team had to go in next to approve this bill before it could go to Trump for signing. And he was quiet about it. And nobody on the Republican side was getting excited. We didn't hear much about it on the media. And I said, these people are no good, with all due respect. Uh, I don't think they're going to live up to the agreement they made. And I wrote about it Sunday morning. I said, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I got that feeling in my stomach. They're not going to do it. They're that kind of people. They haven't done it before. They're not doing it again. McConnell should have been there. He should have kept the Senate in over the weekend. The, The president said, okay, which means nothing. But that's the story. Well, now, comes the weekend, I think it was later Sunday, the president said, you know, I may have a couple of questions about it. Typical Trump procedure. Now comes Monday, yesterday, and all of a sudden McConnell says, well, don't think we're in a hurry to do anything with this bill. There's a lot of things we don't like, okay? And Trump came out and said, and I quote, we may very well be adding some things to this bill. Isn't this amazing? And then there's a representative, Louis Gohmert. He's a creep. He's a right-winger. He's a Trump person, but he's so far to the right. You've seen him on TV recently with uh, with Trump's impeachment hearing. He was on the uh, House uh, portion of the House committee, Republican side. and he's, just, he's a Republican from Texas. The guy's a goofball. I'm sorry. It's the only way I can describe him. If you listen to him and watch him, you know. He's a rabble-rouser. He gets excited about everything. So all of a sudden, Louis says, because, and why they did this, I don't know. The Democrats said on Sunday there's some few minor technical changes that have to be made in the bill. Uh, we're going to make them, and we're going to have to repass it on Monday. No big deal. And they weren't big deals, these things. And this is common with legislation that's put together rapidly. The way uh, uh, Congress normally handles these things, when you got these little bullshit items, these two is the way I put it, they pass the bill anyhow. And the next time the bill comes by, now this was, let's say, for cor- coronavirus, let's say it's a, it's a highway bill. They tack on the end the corrections because it's no big deal. But Gumpert said, Gomer, Gomer, Gumpert, he's 
He looks like Gumper. Gumper, what's his name? Tom Hanks played him. Gumper Pyle, not Gumper Pyle, but whoever he was, Gumper. You know what I mean? He says, hey, he says, I can't vote for a bill that I haven't read the changes to. I'm not going to vote for it. Now, you have to understand, it only takes one vote in the House of Representatives to defeat a bill like this with this kind of a vote. And he knew what he was doing. And he said, I talked to the president. He knows what I'm doing. Okay, And he says, I talked to Senator McConnell. He knows what I'm doing. And so uh, the Republicans did what they had to do. He read the changes Monday morning, and he said, oh, no big deal. Everything was all right. I will vote for it. And it went through. Well, Monday night came and went, and the Republicans didn't do anything. McConnell made it clear his people wanted changes made, and they weren't going to do anything until the changes made. He had his hard face on, as he usually does. And then today, out of a clear blue sky, McConnell says, McConnell says, the Senate will not oppose the House bill. Okay. First, he said yesterday, the Senate will not oppose the House bill unless it includes, I quote, significant and bold new steps. He wanted dramatic changes. Today, he goes on the news and he says, at 5 o'clock tonight, he goes on the news and says, oh, he says, we're going to pass this bill. I've told my people, gag yourself when you vote for it, but you must vote for it because there's money in there for the people, immediately for people who need it. They don't mention corporate America, which is, got, which is going to get big dough out of this, too. Uh, not too, in spite of the poor people. And so he says, we're going to pass it. We're going to pass it. May take three or four days. What the hell takes three or four days if you're not going to make any changes? But that's what he said at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, and the problem is this now. All of a sudden, the Republicans know this bill is needed, the Democrats know it's needed, but you have two sides of the American public separated here. The Democrats are representing workers who are going to be out of jobs and need money to keep going. The Republicans are concerned with businesses, corporations that are going to lose money, airplanes, airlines, hotels. Uh, at some point, the supermarkets are going to be out of food. I mean, McDonald's are closing all over the country. You see what's happening? Everybody's closing down. No more sports activities. Uh, forget the athletes. What about the people who work, seat you, uh, turn out the pizzas, the hot dogs, the hamburgers? They're not available. They're not going to get paid. They don't have a job. But they don't care. They just care about the corporations like the airlines, like the hotel industry, et cetera. And so the war now is where does the money go? Where does most of the money go? Because they can't, the Republicans can't say we're not going to give any to the people. Most of the money, but they want the chunk to go to the corporations. They want the rich to get richer, and they don't care about the ordinary people. They don't care about Main Street. They only care about the tourist trade, the, the cruise ships, and things like that. And this isn't right. This isn't because more money is going to come down the line. And apparently McConnell realized that at 5 o'clock tonight, there's going to be months more of legislation involving money, and they can take care of their buddies, you know, at the corporate end later on, the wealthy. Um, so that's the story. That's, and I was right. No one else wrote about this. I'm amazed because I read everything every morning. 
Uh, I was amazed. And nobody was talking about, they're not going to do this. I don't trust them. And I said, I don't trust them. Something's wrong here. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. I'm not apologizing. I'm blowing my horn a little bit. Because other people who could speak out, no more than me, should have spoken out. It was obvious this was the track record of Trump, McConnell, and the Republican Party. So let's be happy when it does pass. Now, there's going to be a war involved in this. Half my show's gone, and I'm still on the second issue. But it's very important. They want to take the money from the payroll tax. Trump does, and the Republicans. Now, let me tell you what the payroll tax is. The payroll tax is the money they take out of your pay and my pay every week when we're working, and they put in the Social Security Fund. It is our contribution. It is also the corporation, our employer's contribution, because they pay half of it. And that goes in to add up and then pay benefits to those who are presently retired to pay benefits to, to those who will be retired in later years. If they spend six or 12 months, and what they, Trump wants to do is no more payroll tax. We're going to take that money. It's still going to come out, but we're going to give it to he calls it the people who need it. None of these people mention, they don't mention corporations. They don't mention really the airlines. They don't mention the cruise ship lines. They don't mention the hotels. And let me tell you something about the hotels that irritates the hell out of me. Who is in the hotel business? The Trump family. Who's going to benefit big time from this legislation that our president's going to sign? He and his family. All right? Very simple. We never found out, he never let us know if and how he signed off from his involvement with the, the Trump hotels. And they'll gouge the hell out of it, the Trump family, and get every free buck they can because that's how they operate. That's the business world, but it shouldn't happen here. All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, the airlines, the hotels, the corporations who are going to lose money here, here's what I say. They should not get a penny. And I don't say this in a vindictive fashion or because I'm a liberal at heart. I'm just to the to the left of the of center. I'm not way out there. I'm not a Bernie Sanders. But I, I've got to say this. There is a bankruptcy law in this country. And when a business is in trouble, I think it's a Chapter 11. I, I'm not sure which number it is. They file for that bankruptcy. Immediately... It does, it's a bankruptcy proceeding that says we are not going out of business, we are restructuring, and we need time. And once they get into that, they don't have to pay their bills. <laughs> they go two or three years, and they do restructure, a judge watches, but they don't pay their bills. So they're going to come out of it that way, and that's the legal way. That's the legal way. Why give them a benefit? The banks put us under in 2008. We bailed the banks out. Now the hotels, the airlines, et cetera, want to bail out too. They got the bailout, the banks, in 2008, and millions of people lost their homes and mortgage foreclosures. The same thing's going to happen again. Somewhere the people are going to get screwed. I know definitely, without any question in my mind, they use the payroll tax is going to diminish money for people out of the Social Security Fund. The last thing I heard today, well, maybe we won't take all of it. We'll only take a part of it. They shouldn't touch a penny of it, okay? They shouldn't touch a penny of it. That's your money and my money. 
Let the rich take care of themselves. They've got enough money. Let's go to Italy now. Poor Italy. Oh, my God. Uh, now, the, as I understand it, Italy's in bad trouble. Let me, let me put this in perspective for you. As of today, Italy has 31,506 confirmed coronavirus cases. Their deaths are 2,503 people. 2,503 Two months ago, there was no coronavirus in Italy. I don't think there was a month ago. This thing got rolling two weeks ago and went crazy. Now, the word is, as I understand it, that the reason Italy is getting hit so hard is they knew something was coming. They did not pay any attention. We knew something was coming, and I don't believe Trump paid enough attention. And to support that premise, where are your test kits today? That's the proof of the pudding. Four weeks ago, we were told, well, we don't have enough. We're going to have them, and we're going to have a million by next week. Then we don't have them yet, but by next Friday, it'll be a million, too. We don't have it. By the next Friday, they said it'll be a million, four. And then the next Friday, they said a million, nine. And I think this week, by the end of the week, they didn't say Friday this time. We're supposed to have four million test kits. Uh, where are the test kits? I want to see them. I want to know we got them. I want to know where they are, because the reason... There are more people. Key West has got coronavirus here, even though we don't have any proof of it, because nobody gets tested. If you don't get tested, you don't know, all right? And that's the problem when we still don't have the test kits. And to this day, I don't know why we don't have them. It's a screw-up on Trump's part. I can't explain it to you, but, you know, the guy at the top is responsible. He's at the top, and he says he knows all about this stuff. Well, what happened? Let me tell you what's happening in Italy, too. Funerals. Don't die right now. Whether you die from coronavirus or you die from cancer or you die from an automobile accident, no one's going to come to your wake in the funeral parlor or your home where you're laid out. Uh, No one's going to come to the church except your wife and immediate family. And no one's going to go to the cemetery when the prayers are said over you is that they put your casket into the ground. Because Italy's got a law. You can't have any, you know, the whole country's locked down. Everyone stays home. Nobody's working. They don't want people to go out. They're trying to minimize the cases or, you know, to limit the cases. And they've also said we they passed a law that's called the National Restriction of Gatherings Act of Gatherings Act, and under that comes funerals. There was a woman this past week, 80, uh, 70 years old, married 50 years. Her husband died of coronavirus. He was 84 years old. No one at the funeral parlor. She had no children either. Just her. No one at the funeral parlor but her. The church, the cemetery. That's how they're handling it. They're handling it tough out there. Another thing, uh, and this is very important, I think Italy, as late as they've been in getting into the game, are moving fast. They're moving fast. uh, I'm trying to think of a term that fits here. Uh, they're, 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 They're looking outside of the box, okay? Now, people have mortgage payments. Uh, They have to pay a mortgage to the bank. Italy has suspended this past week all mortgage payments. You heard me. All mortgage payments are suspended till further notice because 
the government knows people need that money. If they're not working, they're in total lockdown. Where are they going to get the money to pay the mortgage? If they don't pay the mortgage, the home's going to be foreclosed on. Now, let's think out of the box. Trump should have thought this way here in the United States or his task force. Because this is cool. I love this. If people don't have to make their mortgage payments, let's also say that if there is a tenant involved, the tenant doesn't have to pay his rent because the landlord uses the rent to pay his mortgage. Do you see what I'm saying? So if the tenant doesn't have to pay the mortgage, I'm sorry, if the landlord doesn't have to pay the mortgage, but the tenant still has to pay the rent, well, you know, the landlord's coming out ahead on this deal. He's double dipping. He's He's guilty of unjust enrichment. He's getting paid twice every month without spending a penny. Uh, I think it's a beautiful idea. And the bank won't get hurt because banks don't get hurt when it comes to cash flow like this, all right? And the government will definitely protect their asses. We always have in this country, and Trump will never let the banks go down in this country. So you can see, sir, at least working at this, and I am impressed with that. Two weeks ago, I reported that ammunition sales were up big time across the country. I think four times their normal amount of ammunition for guns was being sold. And it was attributed to the coronavirus uh, crisis because people wanted ammunition. They felt that either the government's going to come after me or people, I don't know why, I've got to be able to protect myself and my family. It was reported uh, yesterday that gun sales in this country this week surged big time. First the ammunition, now it's the guns, okay? And the purchasers are claiming they need the guns to protect themselves, okay? They need the guns to protect themselves. From who? Could be the government. Could be other people who are hungry. I don't know, but that's what's happening there. Where am I? Where am I? Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. They should pin him with 18,000 medals. I've always liked what he's done. I I like this father. He should have been president. He didn't have the courage to run at the last minute. But Andrew Cuomo is a very good governor in New York. He's been there nine years. He doesn't get national notoriety because he's a tough guy. He's a good, clean Donald Trump. It's the only way to describe him. Uh, Trump should listen to him. Cuomo's doing a hell of a job in New York. He, he put in the uh, drive-through testing. They got test kits. I don't know where, but he's got drive-through testing. But he said, "We are two to three weeks away from the hospital crisis portion of this virus. Okay, the hospitals will be overloaded. They will not be able to take care of the people. We won't have ventilators or respirators or anything." And he says the only way to get these hospital builds built, whether it's a tent on the ground or it's a temporary building, is to use the United States Army Corps of Engineers. Because this is what the Corps of Engineers do. They go to war zones. They go every place. They build hospitals like yesterday, okay? In a week to 10 days, we can have some sort of massive hospital complex in every area we want one in this country. And brilliant idea. What does Trump say? No. (laughs) Now, I don't know why he said no. I think he said no because Cuomo thought of it, not him. All right? Because it's absolutely brilliant. What are we going to do if in two or three weeks our hospitals are are full of people, uh, we have no place to put them, we don't even have staff. Cuomo says we've got to use the military, the medical staff and the military to help also here. 
So that's the story going on there. Stock market. (laughs) Trump, stock market's up. The country's going good. Stock market went down 3,000 points Friday. My God, I've never seen it. None of us have. It blew my mind. 3,000 points. To be honest, it was 2,997. It's 3,000 points. Today it went back up 1,000. It normally goes up the next day 1,000. I'll bet tomorrow it goes down 1,000 to 2,000 points. Maybe three or four. Who the hell knows? Uh, but our economy sucks. We've gone down nine to 10,000 points since this started. We're into a recession, and we don't want to admit it. It's going to get worse. The market's going to continue going down. You've got major corporations laying off their people. They're not producing a product. If they don't produce a product or a service, they don't make money. If they don't make money, they can't show profit on the bottom of their uh, balance sheet. Their, Their numbers for stock market purposes are not going to be good. Well, that's I got a lot more. Oh, I got tons of this stuff for tonight, but... That's it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I, 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 don't, I didn't like using coronavirus as the whole topic for the evening, but it fits, it's important, and we've got to pay attention. I do a blog every morning. Uh, it's, up, it's, it's listed about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. TWestLou.com. Been doing it for 13 years. 70,000 subscribers. Read me worldwide. Read it. You'll enjoy it. If you like this show, you'll like that. I'm doing a podcast, too, in the afternoon now, two or three minutes, on Facebook under Key West Lou Podcast, titled What Bugs Me Today. You'll like that, too. You may want to listen to it. Other than that, nice talking with you. Stay healthy. By the way, I quarantined myself on my own last Thursday. I haven't been out since. I don't plan on going out. If you read my blog, you'll understand what I'm doing. Uh, So far, I'm in the house. I'm locked down. But at 84, and with my other problems, I felt this was the proper thing to do. Stay healthy. Enjoy your week. I'll talk to you next week.